H-O-L F-N-Q and our series on everything dementia. My name is Neela and today we are talking about the brain changes and how it affects our vision. I am starting with vision because most of us use vision more than any other of the senses to make sense of the world around us. So it's like if you hear a noise, you're going to turn your head to see what it is. If someone touches you on the shoulder, you turn to see who it is. If we're afraid of the dark, it's because we can't see what is around us. So I will briefly be looking at how the images we see get from our eyes to our brain and what can change as we age. I will look at how this affects the person living with dementia and how we communicate and finally be looking at things we can change to enhance the relationship that we have between us and the person living with dementia. The process of seeing and making sense of what we see is a very complex process. <laughs> Don't worry. For all of those of you who have got no interest in learning about how the eye works, I will keep it very brief. So the normal process is that we have two eyes. We look at an image or a thing. What we look at comes through to us through the light rays and it enters first through the lens at the front of our eye. We can adjust the amount of light that comes in so that we can see more clearly. So it's a bit like walking into a dark room after we've, we have been out in the sunlight. It takes a little while for us to adjust, but then we can start to see things more clearly as, as we adjust our light filter. The image then travels to the back of our eyeballs, hitting the retina, where it is picked up by our colour and black and white sensors before it is changed into electrochemical messages so that it can now travel along a nerve, the optic nerves actually. We have two eyes and each eye holds an image of the same thing but at a slightly different angle. And you can test this by looking at something, closing one eye and then closing the other eye and opening the one that you had closed before and the image shifts slightly. So we have two images that are now both travelling along, well, their own optic nerve because each eye has its own nerve. And then they travel along that till it hits the occipital lobes at the cerebral cortex, which is the back of the brain. Here, they are made sense of before travelling to many other parts of the brain, like our sensory motor part of the brain, to action what we see. So this is an extremely simplified version. And I really want you to know a little bit about it because there are a lot of things involved in just seeing something. I mean, we look at what it is, how far away it is, whether there is a noise that goes along with it. Is it moving? And in which direction? How big is it? Is it threatening or friendly? Is it something we want to engage with? And so on. The image travels through light rays, through liquid, through proteins, along nerve fibres. I mean, it's a long journey and many, many things can go wrong along the way. Sometimes the problem is with the wiring, which is like the nerves. They go on the fritz and the messages don't come through fully. In these cases, sometimes the person living with dementia will fill in the gaps. They'll just make something up to make it make sense to them. But they might not fill the gaps with with the correct information, they're guessing, they're guessing wrong. And that can make things very confusing for you, as, but it will sort of make sense to them. This whole process is kind of amazing, really. What, we just take this for granted. 
I mean, we are truly miracles and our bodies do all these incredible things without a single thought from us. Thank goodness. <laughs> Imagine if we had to think of that every time we did something. Anyway, I digress. When we open our eyes to begin with, we can do several things. So our eyes are a little bit like a camera. We can sort of zoom out and see the big picture. We can zoom in and focus on just one or two things. We can see out of the corner of our eye. Uh, this is called peripheral vision and it's part of our safety awareness. So we need to know if there's something moving towards us that could be threatening. And of course, as I said before, we can adjust our eyes to let in more or less light depending on what, what the, bright, the brightness is out there. We definitely need the two eyes, the two eyes we need to judge distances and for hand-eye coordination. Now, when we age, our vision does change. We lose a bit of that peripheral vision, that out of the corner of our eye, by approximately 15 degrees by the age of 75. It also takes us longer to process the images that we see and make sense of them. And it takes a little longer for us to focus on things. To give you a little bit of an idea um, what all this means, and only do this if you're safe to do so, so definitely not while you're driving. Uh, if you stand up, hold your arm straight out either side of you and look straight ahead. Wiggle your fingers and you should be able to see them wiggling out of that corner of your eye. If not, bring your arms in a little till you can see them. Now, that's what you can see. Now bring them in about 30 degrees because this is what a person who has got the beginning stages of dementia can see. It's a bit like actually if you were wearing a scuba mask. You could try cupping your hands around your eyes like you were wearing a scuba mask to get a more full effect. Now I've sort of talked about the side to side by having your arms out to your sides. But if you keep looking straight ahead and then go to take a step, you can also see your foot just before you put it down. If you brought that in by 30 degrees, you can not only not see your foot, but you can't see the floor just in front of you either. You might find that the person living with dementia has a few falls, and this could be one of the reasons for it. Hopefully by now you're getting the idea that this isn't so great. In order to see everything that you want to see, you actually have to move your head around. But what does that mean for how you help care for a person living with dementia? Well, before I get into that, I just want to mention that although we take in most of our data through vision, we tend to put out most of our data through talking. Now, this never ceases to amaze me. Even when we know the person is deaf or doesn't speak our language, we still use speech. We might slow it down or speak very clearly or just speak louder, but we still use language as our main form of communication. And with our person living with dementia who is losing words and finding it difficult to comprehend things, we really need to start doing things a little bit differently. Let's face it, we're not the ones with the dementia. We need to change this up a bit. Firstly, though, with that vision sight, with our stepping and not being able to see right in front of us, it would be very good to clear pathways that are most used, like places from a, a seat to the toilet, so that there are no trip hazards. For me, it would be from my favourite chair to the kettle, because I just love a cup of tea. 
when you actually approach someone living with dementia, walk around to the front of them and wait for them to look at you. Otherwise, you can come in as a sudden surprise and that can get that person agitated and a little nervous or annoyed. You also want to do this from about six feet out if you can as if you start closer, then you are already in their personal space. And that can feel very threatening to them. Think of that scuba mask again. And if you're closer than six feet, then you're taking up their whole visual field and they can't see an escape route. You're blocking their exit. (laughs) So if you start speaking and you are out of that visual field, they might not realise that you're speaking to them. They also might not be able to make sense of what is being said, so they won't react to that. And if it's your husband, they might be very used to tuning out your voice and ignore you completely. I've experienced that before now. So now that we've established eye contact, you can say, Hi. If they are starting to forget names, then say yours. So, Hi, it's Neela here. Please don't challenge them by asking them to remember your name. You know, do you know who I am? Do you know what my name is? Because anyone that's feeling challenged will automatically forget. I forget if you challenged me and I knew you well. So if I'm going to forget it, I'm pretty sure the person living with dementia will not be happy being caught out. And you could end up with a fight on your hands. So say hi, say your name. And then state what you want in short sentences, maybe even breaking them down into steps, giving visual clues as to what you would like them to do will help as well. For instance, if you wanted them to brush their hair, have that hairbrush in your hand and mimic brushing your hair. Then point to them to indicate to them that you would like them to do it and then hand them the brush. These are very simple and easy ways that you can improve the communication with your person living with dementia that can help for a more relaxed and less threatening day. If you do find that you are getting frustrated during communication with the person living with dementia, remember, it's okay to take a time out. Walk away, take a few deep breaths, and plan how you will try something different before going back in. Communication is complicated and frustrating, sometimes even between two people who do not have any brain changes. So be gentle on yourself. You know, it's not easy and it does take practice. So just to recap then what we've gone through, we've talked about uh, seeing something and making sense of it and finding out that it's a very complex process, that many parts of the brain are involved in the journey along the way that the image has to travel. I've talked about as we age, we lose some of that peripheral vision and it takes longer for us to make sense of the images we do see and to react to them. And that for the person living with dementia will lose 30 degrees off their peripheral vision so they really only see and notice things that are right in front of them. And finally, I talked about how we can do things that will help us both to communicate more effectively by getting their attention visually first before speaking, how we can stand a little further back and give visual clues that go along with what we are saying, and taking a time out if needed to think about another approach. Not everything will work every time, 
So again, be gentle with yourself and try to remember they're not trying to upset you. They're trying to understand you. I hope this has been helpful and that you will join me next time when I'll be talking about the brain changes concerned with speech and language. Until then, bye.